1: Sarah's I, recording when really she just needs a warm blanket.
0: Oh God, I might actually fall asleep in the middle of a <laughs> recording. You know, um I always remember the cutest story about my son when he was about uh one and a half or something. He sat in the high chair and he's having his dinner and it was probably about this time, kind of sort of tea time, half five, six o'clock and um and he was absolutely shattered I'd come back from kind of a day at nursery and um and he literally was sat in his head he started doing that nod and dog thing <laughs> and then 30 literally three seconds later his head was asleep almost in his dinner <laughs> and that's what i feel like i am today
1: oh my gosh oh folks so, so i have sick. been
0: struck by the dreaded bloody covid oh my god and I'm blaming Chris Martin because there were a lot of people at that concert. (laughs) (laughs) If you bring that many people together, there's bound to be a COVID outbreak.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's miserable. Hey, it is so miserable.
0: And I have (sighs) literally not slept in the last 24 hours. Um, I don't know what was going on with me last night, but I could not sleep.
1: Oh my gosh. Not a wink. No. And I've,
0: um, so I've tried to soldier on today but I can totally understand why sleep deprivation is a form of torture because mm-hmm. I literally feel punch drunk. Yeah. That's yeah, how I yeah, feel. Yeah. My head feels so spacey. Oh. So I'm going to apologize in advance if the podcast is rubbish <laughs> yeah. but Anna's going to lift it up and uh, she's going to take some of the strange didn't know
1: this yet. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, and you never know. Maybe some cool shit will come out and we'll be like,
0: "Wow." you were like, "Where the Sarah, that come You need from? to be under the influence <laughs> a lot
1: more often." <laughs> oh my gosh okay so we'll try to take it easy on you today and i will try to lift although i have a funny feeling that i think we've been in a funny state of illness or whatever in the past two years and i think we've managed to make it through with a little bit of spice i think yeah you're gonna do just fine
0: well it normally kind of normally get into the Get into the groove, get into the podcast zone. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I'm sure we'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, totally. Going to do
1: my best. Can't ask for more than that. Oh my gosh, your best is awesome. So, um, (laughs) miss, do you, do you need me to take over the relationship desk of love or do you, uh, are you coming with something?
0: I'm coming with something.
1: What? What? Oh my Say God, what? not even COVID,
0: like COVID. sleet, rain, snow
1: and hail. Holy shit. Yeah. All we right. You might
0: have to bear with me though. There's a lot in this one. Oh, okay. So I was just reading this article about um, how badly behaved we are on dating apps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. And
0: it's actually quite interesting. I'm going to read some extracts mm-hmm. from this, if I can actually read that is. <laughs> Because it's just fascinating when you think about it, the way that they've written the article really kind of hits it home about some of the poor behaviours that we have and how we wouldn't necessarily do that if we weren't online. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's opening kind of gambit is about the fact that um kind of how badly behaved we are on, on um dating apps mm-hmm. and how we wouldn't necessarily do this in a bar. So it talks about things like ghosting. Mm. It talks about the percentage of um people who are on apps. So it talks about 64 people, 64% of people who are on Tinder are apparently cheating. Oh, 64%. Yeah, yeah I can just, right? I totally see like, that. Yeah that's really high. Uh-huh. Um and then you've got people who just kind of ghost other people. So and they said this is the equivalent of just like getting up in the middle of a coffee <laughs> and walking out. Like you just wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. And then of course you've got the the dick pics and the um yeah. you know the other kind of um extreme pictures that come our way. You wouldn't just kind of be in the middle of a bar and kind of whip out your bits and bobs, would you? <laughs> and show them <laughs> to the other person. But yeah, in this electronic world mm-hmm. of dating We seem to think that it's okay to send this stuff Mm -hmm. across the ether. You just sat there in a morning meeting and all of a sudden something pops up on your telephone.
1: It's so, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Yes. So when you
0: think about it in this context, it's actually outrageous, don't you think? Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. It's sort of the building of the dehumanization of our species because the more that we exist in a virtual space, the less that we actually see the humanity in other people. So we treat them as objects, not humans. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But it also goes on to talk on that very point about the fact that actually it leads to this lowering of standards because mm. yeah um because of the way the algorithm works and it's a game of numbers right so I'm kind of putting myself out there to as many people as possible and hoping that somebody takes me up on my offer mm-hmm. and um and so because of that the the on the other side of it we're being bombarded by these messages that have got real no kind of real thought or interest or anything in them that they're, they're just kind of people are probably sending out the same line to the same people so you're not getting anything back that's human so mm-hmm. it's actually lower in the standard because then you're looking at this pool of I don't know 20 responses or whatever you've got and not a single one of them has really put a lot of effort in mm-hmm. and you think god that's it mm-hmm. that's the representation of the human race that's the the dating pool that I've got to pick from Oh my gosh. So it's quite yeah. it's it's actually quite terrifying. <laughs> it
1: it really it really is because you know, oftentimes we say like the way that a, a relationship starts, it sets the tone for the whole dating experience. And if your standards yeah. are set so low at the beginning, there's no place to go. It's not gonna go yeah. up. That is really terrifying.
0: So some stats here, so as well as that that um stat there around kind of the number of people who are actually um, you know, already in a relationship and that on Tinder. So, 35% of respondents in 2020 said that they had been sent an explicit message or image that they didn't ask for. 35%. Holy shit! So, if you imagine a third of of people who you who you connect with or date, mm-hmm. just suddenly kind of whip it out in the middle of weather spoons, <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, utterly crazy. And then that number rises amongst the young people between 18 yeah. and 34. Oh, totally. So it, it's clearly kind of a, you know, more of a language when we get kind of uh, lower down the, the age groups. So it also goes on to talk about the fact that women, it's, so it suggests that women are more likely to be targeted by inappropriate behaviours. There's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also more likely to get negative comments um, when they talk about their success or achievements so Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to be successful and that's just going to be targeted Mm -hmm. um with with negative comments um and then it you know it kind of finishes about the the fact that you know we're just generally going to kind of drop standards because some of those bad behaviors just become the norm so we just accept that actually that's the way that people are and we almost kind of shrug it off and instead of kind of you know saying no i'm not going to stand for this we're then kind of lower in our own standards to mm. to accommodate some of the poor behaviors that are happening,
1: gosh, that's so true
0: it's um it's just really quite remarkable, isn't it?
1: Oh my gosh, so true and actually, so CBC is our flagship public broadcasting corporation here in Canada, and there was just an article today on revenge porn and just mm. how many women find their photographs yeah. without their permission being circulated yeah. online with just horrible, violent, yeah. Yeah. I just
0: find it the most disgusting thing uh, when it, there's been quite a few high profile cases in the UK about mm. it um, and campaigners um, obviously trying to campaign for better legislation mm-hmm. and I just think I mean in this day and age there's so much that you can be targeted with mm-hmm. Um there's so many ways to kind of get back but you know w- what is it about the human race that makes us want to do these horrible things to each other mm-hmm. like why I just I genuinely don't get it And I understand, you know, we've all been scorned in a relationship. We've had a relationship that's ended that we don't think should have done. But what makes you sit there and go, well, actually, I'm going to get my own back and I'm going to post all this nonsense about you and all of this private stuff that I had access to when we were in a solid relationship where we trusted and respected and loved each other. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to take that and I'm going to use that against you. Yeah. What makes somebody do that?
1: it's so funny and I, I was just that really brings up for me um something astonishing if you've ever seen the footage of the performance art by Marina Abramovich who many years ago did this piece where she was in a public forum and she was just sort of not talking not speaking and, pe- and there were various implements and so forth in the room and people were allowed to do to her whatever they wanted there was all there was also a gun in the room and things started off kind of quiet and tame at first but the extent to which things went where her humanity just right in front of her eyes in this installation was stripped away and people were doing the most dangerous violent things to her and the thing that she walked away from it was it was it was just it was startling it was startling how we lose our humanity so quickly so this is something Mm -hmm. that we even saw before the internet which this performance artist uh very famously uh, Mm -hmm. um, uh demonstrated for us so you know it's so funny like there's just a thin veneer of our humanity anyways it's so funny how we fancy ourselves as civilized humans are not civilized we have kind of turned our aggression and violence indoors and uh but now on the on the virtual space it can happen without names and anonymous fashion
0: i mean i do generally i still hold up that that the vast majority of people are decent and there are this collection of people that um that just aren't and do hide behind the you know hide behind a screen and the anonymity that you get from being online, but yeah, just I don't know. I don't think I it think is.
1: You know, this yeah. art, yeah, because they said it's not just hundreds; it's tens of thousands of people who are. I really believe that every human being has this in them. Is there's not just sort of a bunch of bad apples in the world.
0: No, I think that we've all, got, we've all got the capacity. It's like we've all got the capacity to kill. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a firm believer in that. If you are faced with the right set of circumstances, we've all got that capability mm-hmm. inside of us. But the majority of us do have the right levels of filter and processing to be able to stop that. And there might be hundreds, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, but we have got 7 billion on a planet. So I think there is some proportion because otherwise we'll think that everybody's terrible. And then we lose trust in each other as well.
1: Ah, I think there's middle ground. I don't think that you have to mistrust people, but I think that you, we have to say, because then that sort of makes lesser humans of us, like there's worse humans than others. And I think that just in the right circumstance, we can all be super dreadful and shitty. So really Mm. it's system, you know, on a systems level that we should, um, We should protect folks from things that create that sort of environment. So whether it's social isolation, whether it's poverty, whether it's um, whatever, whatever brings out the worst in human beings, we should collectively work as a a society Mm -hmm. to be able to mitigate the things that lead to the worst coming out. You know, isolation and and spending too much time online. I mean, that's that's a pretty unhealthy mind state.
0: Um, yeah. And well, it is for some. It's not for everybody. Again, kind of comes back to, I think we do have to take personal responsibility for ourselves and actions. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can systemize everything. And um, I was reading something. God, the news is going on a long time today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was reading something today about. Um, body image and about um filters and how much we can manipulate um mm, oh videos my. nowadays and so in this this um video actually showed you this person altering their um physique on screen and you wouldn't have even known um it was just she was kind of talking it through and they were doing it in such an exaggerated way that you could see it happening in front of your eyes and so they were talking about legislation and how some countries are saying you've got to it's part of legislation you've got to say if you've tampered with a video mm. you've got to say and um, so this is beyond just kind of like an Instagram filter this is an actual kind of I'm changing my full-blown body shape and color and and height and everything mm-hmm. um so you have to you have to be be transparent and say that you're doing it and that's all well and good. I think that transparency is good, but you know where where are they going to bury that transparency right at the bottom of the text mm-hmm. that nobody's reading? Mm-hmm. Um, and are the kids going to take any notice of that anyway? Mm-hmm. Who will, you know, really impressionable about this sort of stuff? So, I do think we've got it. We've got to have that kind of education. We've got to have that personal responsibility. We've got to have that understanding and that self awareness. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can put everything out to everybody else to kind of legislate prescribe against have a policy for um you know got to look within as well to be able to solve some of these problems so you know going back to the to the relationship news there we've got to be the ones that say actually I'm not going to entertain a conversation with somebody that sends me something Mm -hmm. that I didn't request that's going to be the end of it because you're not the type of person I want to deal with totally oh stand up and be counted love it see him coming live now
1: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's awesome i love it and and yeah oh. one of the biggest things that you know like people will be like oh my god if i had like a dollar for every time somebody sends me hey as an opening oh, line totally, so yeah. why don't you be the change and commit to yeah. saying something interesting on your opening line to somebody or rather than ghosting them again the reason why people ghost people is because they don't want to say look one of the common things, right, there's a lot of people who are in a relationship, they're scrolling on Tinder or Bumble, they're not, they think they're ready to jump into a relationship, but they're mm. actually not. And so they ghost people because they kind of get scared and they get cold feet. That's perfectly fine. Like, be the person who says, you know what, I thought I was ready for this and I'm not. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, just be honest. Right. Be honest with each yeah. other. Yeah,
1: yeah, No, you're, that, that's something well within, because it's very much within us to ghost. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely
0: i'm guessing they're playing the field as well though by the sounds of it all they've probably got three or four on the go and then they pick oh, them of on the pick up Oh, of course! oh of course of course that happens <laughs> and then i don't need to tell the rest of them because clearly they're not real people because it's all online absolutely not true they are real people do they the are decent real thing people. yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. stop behaving badly <laughs>
1: right yeah
0: okay well that's fired me up woken me yeah. up um yeah just in time for a hot topic would <laughs> you like one yes please the most overrated thing about relationships
1: oh gosh where do we begin what do you mean the most can i narrow it down to like six
0: what about a relationship full stop
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely oh. you can tell i'm tired
0: today oh gosh totally totally like everything about it i know the
1: almost overrated thing so the cool thing to start with is that you know we really glorify relationship and Instagram hmm. and like Bennifer's back together again and stuff. And like Blake Lively and uh, Ryan Reynolds are, do you see the love that he's got for her? They're the perfect couple. Well, all that is bullshit. Try being their therapist or coach. It ain't a picnic. <laughs> There's no such thing as like, oh, it's a perfect marriage. It's the perfect relationship. No such thing. So we glorify relationship and, you know, at the expense of the singlehood and, and really like being single is pretty freaking amazing so um, I'll start there is like the most overrating thing is that it's it's no better than necessarily being single per se it doesn't have sort of yeah it's not sort of like a an enhanced or elevated way of being really.
0: I think relationships are one of those things right if you're in one you envy the people that are not in them and I'm not this isn't for everybody right but you get this when you get around and Everyone kind of gets together and they start chatting and it's always, you're always looking at kind of the grass is greener somewhere else, isn't it? So there's always that bit like for the single ones, you're like, oh, yeah, you've got all your freedom. You can do whatever, especially when people have got young kids. Mm. This comes out a lot Mm -hmm. Um, because that's the time when you really feel like you're kind of trapped in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are kind of young, free, and single, you're like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want, spend whatever money you want, you can stay in bed till two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, isn't life amazing for you? And then the ones that are are, are single or looking into the relationship, yeah, but you've got somebody to to come home at night to, and snuggle up to, and bring you food when you've got COVID. <laughs>
1: <I certainly laughs> Except hope.
0: not because I'm isolating on my own. Oh geez. yeah,
1: right, of
0: course. <laughs> So, yeah, so they're all of those things. Like, we do look to the things that we... We look to the things that we think that other people have got. And so, as you say, we're glorifying them. Um, although I did think you were going to say, you've disappointed me, I have to say. I was waiting for the line, you complete me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and you didn't chart it out. It's like, for sure, Anna's going to come up with that. Oh,
1: my that. gosh, yeah, the you complete me thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it, Sarah. With the... Yes.
0: um. With the matching tracksuits and, track and uh, we <gasps> must spend all of our time together. Oh my God, I
1: know. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Yes, totally. That is always on my mind. I don't know why that isn't exactly on the forefront of my mind right now, but now it is. <laughs> Can't unsee it. <laughs>
0: totally. Oh, I think for me, it's there's some of the things around the firsts. Mm-hmm. So, we it's such a heavy emphasis on kind of the first kiss, first time we have sex, um, first serious partner um kind of you know when we get married the first dance the honeymoon the there's all of these kind of like they're almost like trophy moments Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we feel like if we hit them we're doing all right as a Mm grown-up we're kind of we've got life we've got it sorted because we've got all of these first you know first child first name and ceremony christening all you know gender all gender reveals like all of that everything's around this kind of, um, it's almost like the ceremony, the kind of showy side of relationships.
1: Mm. It's so true because then if we're aiming so much for that first dance of the wedding and the cake and the dress and the whatever, we're not placing any emphasis on the stuff that's going to come after. Because all we've really done is just... On
0: the connection, the human being. Yeah. The conversation, Mm -hmm. the dealing with conflict.
1: Yeah, the non-sexy, the not... Yeah, totally. So the most overrated thing is like attention to the first. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Totally. That is not where that's not the battlefield on which you're going to live and die. No. As a relation, as a couple.
0: It too is not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think, um, yeah. One of the most painful truths is like, I really, (laughs) I really did think my partner was going to complete me (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise said it would. I really honestly like I entered relationship and it's taken me years to realize like you got to stand on your own two feet girl because no no man is gonna like uh, it's either he doesn't want to or he doesn't know how uh, or a combination thereof and um and I've been taught like no you got to stand up you got to be able to entertain yourself um you know my dude has always said uh watch your back and I (laughs) what (laughs) yep I hope this wasn't his chatter play it was very close to his, like, it's very close to the first thing I've ever heard from him is watch your back. He's always said, watch your back. And I was really, really offended by that for years because I was like, you're supposed to watch my back. That's- so you've got to
0: explain, what, is, what does he mean when he's saying watch your back?
1: It would be a is parting Has he, he, like, line. got a,
0: a knife in his pocket? Or- <laughs> no. Oh, gosh, no.
1: Like, I'll be heading out, right? Or, or I'll be, like, leaving, like, if we were dating and I'd leave his house, he'd be like, watch your back. Or if just a parting instead of being like I love you he'd be like watch your back which is you're watching your own back I'm not going to watch it for you
0: but is that because you're leaving the house without him though so it's kind of like he's saying you know be safe take care I mean
1: because we had like four (laughs) four years of our relationship was long distance and so we would spend months and months and months and months and months apart uh, in different countries and and so and he would just it would just be something he'd often say and and he probably has his own reason for that but what I realize is he's a person who's like I'm not going to take care I'm not going to I'm not going to be your everything so you've got to mm. watch your own back. And please watch your back because I want you to take care of yourself but that's not my job. And so what I learned the hard way is that somebody is not tasked like your relationship is not going to be everything for you it's not going to take care of you it's not going to entertain you all the time. Mm. It, it's it's not going to help you grow. You have to, you, and, and it's not going to make you happy. Like you have to create your own happiness. That's yeah. all within your own. And it sounds easier said than done, but like, I see, I coach a lot of folks in their forties, for example, who kind of, there's a discordant, there's a discordance. There's one person who's really resentful of their other partner because yeah. they're, they expected to receive more in the relationship.
0: They so much more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I've learned I have to watch my back.
0: I'm I'm a little bit (laughs) off. I can't get past it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm imagining a web already. So (laughs) totally, this is is hard work. I oh, reached so such nice. a high during the relationship <laughs> news oh as well.
1: <laughs> you know, it's so funny because it's probably multiple layers. And maybe we should coach offline on that because I feel like I've kind of put something in, and you're like, I don't know if that's necessarily something that we want to be like replicating and bringing out to our public viewers. Um,
0: but yeah, hey, you know, listen, it's all it's all out there for discussion. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm off par. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
1: Well, let's let that sit there. Let's let that fester. Yeah. yeah. What's another overrated thing about relationship for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think just before we move on there, like I will say when you are younger and I was very similar, not so much like did I want that relationship to do everything for me. But, you know, you do go in with this expectation about how it's going to be. And but I also think, I mean, you go in with an expectation that it's never going to it's never going to be different do you know and and it is like do you know what I mean like you go in and you think it's always going to be that little rosy glow it's always going to be there well we're always going to feel amazing Mm -hmm. um so I think that's a big part of kind of you know that is overrated because god you change so much like I'm speaking from experience yeah yeah (laughs) and things just change you change your circumstances change um yeah, so I think, you know, we can't, there's this kind of, you know, overrated view that we will just, we'll work it at the start and we'll always work.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and it's not to say that the rosy glow is going to totally go away. It can become something different. It can go away and then yeah. kind of sort of be reinvented in a different way, but it will have a different energy for sure.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of like waves, isn't it? You know, when you're standing at the sea and mm-hmm. you get that first little mini wave comes in mm-hmm. and you think, oh, it's really nice, isn't it? Oh. Lovely that's that lovely kind of like first flush flush i'm just oh i'm feeling good this is lovely it's nice and gentle and then it kind of goes out a bit and then comes back and it's a little bit fiercer and you think oh this is still okay it's got a bit of movement it's got a bit of action to it and then it gets kind of and you see in the come in. is it is it something like seven so every seven wave wave or something is kind of a big crash um and I guess that's a bit like relationships, isn't it? So you do get some of that that intensity builds and, mm. and that can be like a really good thing as well. Um, but then every so often there'll be a big crash that comes along and kind of catches you off guard. And mm-hmm. and you may be not ready for it because we're built into this kind of fact that actually that little mini wave is always going to be there.
1: Oh, yes. And the,
0: that big crash kind of creeps up on you.
1: Oh my gosh that is so true yes oh I love I, I'm just I'm sorry I'm at this I'm at the shore right now like in my mind yeah me too <gasps> aren't you oh my god it feels so I'm like yeah. I'd
0: love to be at the shore right now but I've just remembered I'm in isolation <laughs> I know oh man
1: oh my gosh it's
0: so weird how your mind works because today <sighs> I did start to feel a little bit brighter despite having no sleep whatsoever at all and then I thought oh I wonder if I just message my friend and see if she wants to meet for coffee at lunchtime and I was like, no, sorry, not allowed to meet anybody. Oh, gosh. It's oh. so cruel, isn't it? It is. It is. So cruel. Oh, buddy. Anyway, I'm not going to whinge about COVID.
1: No, I mean, I The gosh, irony listen. is
0: I probably never in the last kind of three weeks have I thought about meeting a friend for coffee at lunchtime. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think it's your mind playing tricks on you.
1: Well, and, but good thing that it is um, a sign of being on the mend. Yes. Which is wonderful. Yes,
0: for sure. Oh. Definitely. Oh.
1: <laughs> so anything else about like overrated things about relationships anything that and and specifically like something that differentiates because there's a lot of folks who choose to be single whether that's on a permanent basis temporary basis and i really want to make a shout out for a choice to be single in your life or to focus on friends or you know live in common yeah, with think, people but not in a sexual or or romantic i think way. it's
0: that kind of they're always there aren't they in a relationship so mm if you're living especially if you're living with somebody then they're always there all the time and you can see that in you know on one hand that can be really lovely but on another hand it can be quite stifling as well because there's a certain amount of freedom to when you live by yourself or when you're single Mm. to be able to make your own choices to be able to do what you want like you know I went on my trip and and I went by myself because my friend got covered and Plagued by COVID right now, Mm. and but I kind of embraced it because I really enjoy travelling by myself. Like I'm quite can be quite selfish like that sometimes, and it's really nice to be able to just get up and have your own freedom and to decide kind of you know when you want to go and eat breakfast. Like I'm quite quite quick at eating breakfast in the morning. Mm. My other half, no three course (laughs) spread. And I'm, and then he'll, and then he'll have a cup of, another cup of tea, and I'm like, okay. Oh my God!
1: We're not done yet. He's, he's a Greek man. <laughs>
0: oh my days! Inside. He's getting his money's worth out of the hotel. Oh gosh! Um, and I'm yeah. ready to, like you know, I'm just kind of like, right, I'll have a bit of this, bit of that, dum dum dum, cup of tea, away I'm go. Uh No, he's a gr- proper grazer in the morning. <laughs> um and I'm just I'm kind of like I'm ready to start my day I also wake up a lot earlier than he does mm. so I've already been awake for like an hour and a half before we've even gone for breakfast so by the time we finish breakfast you know I'm three hours in that's half my day gone oh my God. Um, and I'm ready to oh. go Um, so when you're on your own, you don't have any of that. You decide, right? Okay. I'm going to nip down for breakfast. I'm going to, then I'm going to come back and shower. or I'm going to shower and then I'm going to go for breakfast. Mm. I'm going to go out at this time. I'm going to visit here. I'm going to see where I fancy for lunch. I don't have to have a discussion with anybody. So there's a there's a real kind of sense of freedom of choice I think that mm-hmm. we maybe don't you know when we're in a relationship obviously you can't have that freedom of choice because we have to consider somebody else as well it would be unfair if we behaved like that and said you know this is this is what we're doing and we were because that's a dictatorship and yeah. we're not yeah. allowed to have that yeah. <laughs> as we've proven through history yeah. it Absolutely. doesn't work yeah so i think there's there's some of that i think um the some the word that keeps coming up where well, I was thinking about this before the podcast was, around kind of fakeness or falseness. Mm. I think we're very good at human beings of kind of putting on a certain kind of air or I don't know. You probably don't get this in in uh, on your side of the pond, but there was a or was this program called uh, Mrs. Bouquet. Mm. Um, which was Mrs. Bucket and she pronounced herself Mrs. Bouquet.
1: Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. And she had the
0: you know, she puts on when she answers the telephone, she puts on all the kind of posh telephone voice and all it's all the airs and graces and people come round for tea and she'd get out the china and come on, Richard, she would say to her husband and you know, it's that proper kind of um you know that air that we can kind of slip into yeah Mm -hmm. totally and that's and the program was called keeping Up appearances and Mm -hmm. it was all about that so it's about that kind of you know the kind of the joneses or the and i think for me there's something in that around kind of you know where's the honesty sometimes in relationships with other people i don't think we're so great at presenting that picture we've talked before about it about um kind of sex and people Uh. kind of you know not really being truly honest about their kind of sex lives and fabricating <laughs> yeah. some of the things that they're doing or alluding. We do this thing where we don't necessarily lie, but we'll mm-hmm. allude to something that makes us seem more mysterious. Far more and exciting than I always get really are. confused in conversations like that because <laughs> yeah. I'm a very literal person. I'm like, just, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying here. Are you saying this or are you saying that? Just come out with it. Say yeah. what it is. Don't kind of, don't dance around the edges. Yeah. Because that doesn't work for me. Unless you're doing some sort of expressive dance on a (laughs) stage, let's not do it in conversation.
1: (laughs) Yep, absolutely. So,
0: yeah, yeah, so there's something about that, I think, for me, where it's kind of overrated, where we've got all these airs and graces. I don't think there's enough honesty with other people.
1: Gosh, yes. It's so funny because I find myself being that kind of, that truth teller in my coaching. Because, you know, a lot of people arrive at coaching, they think they're very unique In their suffering, very unique in their Mm. shortcomings. And then I normalize and say, like, you'd be so surprised at how normal this is, but nobody talks about it. Yeah, yeah. I see it a whole ton. Yeah. And all those people who you think are perfect in your life. Do you get that lane
0: where people say, oh, you must think we're really dysfunctional? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like,
1: is this the most crazy that you've ever seen? I'm like, well, you're in the top Mm. five, but not number one. (laughs)
0: yeah like no it's not (laughs) yeah but then yeah but then they get quite upset when you go no you're quite normal actually (laughs) I know there is a sense
1: of I have I have people do want to be spectacular and uniquely fucked up (laughs) yeah yeah totally oh Oh,
0: the wonderful world of relationships
1: well that's why we're here
0: it certainly Mm -hmm. is
1: yeah (laughs) okay well I am hot yes me too Mm -hmm. and I'm
0: still awake which is a bonus.
1: This is really good. You're not nodding off into your soup. I
0: haven't nodded <laughs> off yet. I am having soup for dinner though.
1: Oh, very nice. See, there, there you go. go.
0: <laughs> I thought I'd treat myself to a lovely, um, what did I make? A lovely vegetable, chicken, creamy soup. Because I felt oh. like I needed some nourishment in my Oh, life. you do. You could do. Because you've yeah. got COVID. I know, yeah. I'm feeling very sorry for myself. I know. <laughs> I make a terrible patient, I have to say. It's a good <laughs> job I'm on my own right now. <laughs>
1: Aww.
0: Aww. Oh. Aww. Okay, would you like a question?
1: Oh yes, please.
0: So today's question. I'm a guy in my late 30s and I've just quit my job to start my own business. My parents and friends are pressurizing me to get married, but I don't feel ready yet. I feel like a loser. What should I do?
1: Oh, wow. I love this question. Oh, wow. Indeed, because um, I get this all the time. I'm coaching a lot of folks, a lot of men in their late 30s in the mm-hmm. same. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad this has come in.
0: Well, the 30s, late 30s is quite a transition time, isn't it? For, um, for, for men. Mm-hmm. Um, I always remember so I was working for a company, I had about three three or four people reporting to me. And um I used to always do like regular kind of catch ups with the team. And this one particular time I went sat down with this guy and he was in his kind of heading towards his late thirties and he was all betwixt and between and um so I had this conversation and I said to him, Oh, I'm really sensing that you're feeling like X, Y, Z, da 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 and he, no word of a lie, and it was all about kind of the fact that he you know, I I really feel like you you know, you're kind of you feel like you're in turmoil and not really sure kind of what to do next and um feel like kinda of, and nothing kind of feels like right anymore, like real kind of loss of kind of sense of satisfaction mm. and I'm knocking you, no word of lie Turned around and said to me, Have you been speaking to my wife? <gasps> oh wow And I was like, No, I haven't I said, But I just know that at this time in a man's life generally they start to have all these kind of fears or um almost kind of like last regrets because the kind of i mean 30 is not old right like we've got a long long time to go if we're going to live till kind of 90 or 100 like i mean Mm -hmm. come on 30 is not even a a bare scratch on it not even
1: halfway yeah
0: and um but it's this kind of this idea this mindset that, that i've kind of i've missed out on my chance to do some of those kind of free and easy things that I might have wanted to do or done something completely different with my career or did I make the right choice? Like it's often when they've kind of had children and the kids are, are little and it feels like there's a long time ahead with them because you kind of, you know, you don't realize that that period goes quite quickly. So there's it's that kind of era and and I guess that's part of what's coming up here.
1: Oh, that's, that, it's so funny you say that because that... That's the flip side of the coin of the folks who have a who have a, a, a partner in a family. Yes. Or a, yeah. and or a family. And and that's absolutely true. And it's so funny because that is total quagmire. That's so indecisive. But again, because of the faking and falsing falsehood of yeah. the veneers is that yeah. those men actually present like they've got their shit sorted out, and we know they don't. No. But then for the folks that I'm coaching who are still single in their late 30s yeah. and they're still kind yeah, of yeah, finding yeah. their way and they feel total FOMO, like look at my cousin. Yeah. He's got it all sorted out. He's got two kids and a wife yeah. and whatever. They don't know the turmoil that that guy's feeling. And he, they, and then they're feeling this pressure to settle down. Um, but you know, it's, it's so funny how we, we glorify uh, Anthony Bourdain comes to mind, although I'm not totally sure that this completely fits in, but like, he's a name that we didn't know when he was in his twenties or thirties. We got to know about him when he was in his fifties. I hope I'm not incorrect. Maybe total foodies yeah, would... I don't know, yes. oh my god and Anthony Bourdain unfortunately passed uh, in a tragic way but he was he was a chef and a food connoisseur and a and a connoisseur of people and he he, he right. loved to travel the world and he had a show mm. um where he would actually just study people and food and cuisine and mm. and go to places um to you know just a true connoisseur of life and and of, yeah. of people uh but he really like his notoriety was like super huge when he was in his 50s but it's you know he was messing around in kitchens and using too many drugs and that sort of thing in his early life and he was just sort of he was kind of trying to cobble something together we didn't know about him when he was in his 20s mm. and 30s and I, and yeah. I, and unless unless there's a I, let's let's just say you know it didn't hit mainstream like home and garden tv yeah. sort of you know uh, you know before syndicated them, tv yeah. before yeah. them he was
0: a late he was a late bloomer
1: late bloomer but the thing is there's a lot of really cool late bloomers but yet and and I can pick up a lot of them and, and a lot of men will agree like, yeah, he's got a cool life, but yet they don't accept the fact like those guys went through this period where people were like, "Wonder where when he's going to get his shit together. Mm.
0: But you know what it is, though? There's a yardstick for life, right? So I equate it to when you get a little bit older and you go to the opticians for your eye test, he mm. gets out this old fashioned stick and moves this, this, um, glass and book along the line and you have to say when you can read it so mm. this is all about when you're when you start to not be able to read kind of a book close up anymore and you have to hold it further away so they do this test in the army with the yardstick and it measures the age and you say when you can read it when it comes back kind of back into focus and it stops at that particular number that number should equate to your age and generally when they do this test at the opticians it works out So they'll say oh yeah this is um, you're exactly where you should be for your age Mm. and you're like damn it I want it to be better than that (laughs) but I'm not. But it's kind of like the same thing so we've got this yardstick in life and and I kind of imagine it that you know we've got the kind of 25 okay I'm meeting somebody I'm getting settled down I'm going to start to think about the marriage and then by the time I've hit 30 on the yardstick I've you know, I've got at least one child, if not two. And then I'm kind of hitting 35, 40. And I should be kind of, you know, at the top of my game on my career, you know, because I haven't got long left then. And, and then I enter into this kind of, you know, 50, I should be kind of, I've kind of reached my peak. And then I'm sailing out my golden years. And then I'm kind of collecting my retirement, I'm starting to play golf. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's all kind of measured out. And we've got it all there. And and so we've got this, and, and it'll be different for different societies. So I'm sure it's different in places like India and Asia and stuff like that. They'll have different ages, they'll have different pressures, but they'll still have a stick that measures it and says what we should be doing along that stick Mm. and that's the problem that we've got and as soon as we deviate from that stick we jump off and we go actually I don't want to do that so like this listener who wants to kind of pursue something different and say do you know what while I'm still young and before I've got dependents and and a wife and somebody else who's kind of you know who I've got to answer to and to um kind of share finances with or provide for yeah Yeah, any of those kind of pressures I want to actually take a few risks and I want to do something Mm. and I I want to give it a go, um. which is where this person's at. But you've got all this pressure because the stick's there. It's like when you play the Did you ever play the game of life? The board <gasps> game?
1: I? Oh, I think maybe. So my
0: kids used to love it, right? My son in particular. Oh. And it was a really long game as well. So it was like, oh, do we have to play the game of life? We <laughs> yeah. play something else. And it's like no okay we'll play the game of life um and it's you go through the board and you're literally you're you're collecting kids you're picking your job out you can swap your job and to all to kind of earn more money and the person at the end of it um is the one that's kind of you know deemed the most successful the one that's got Mm -hmm. the most cash and you get cash for having kids as well the account is towards your kind of portfolio if you like Um, which is exactly funny enough the opposite opposite in life what
1: happens yeah yeah
0: (laughs) but you know even in games so we're doing this in board games we're telling people this is how this is what success looks like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so it's no wonder that this person feels like a loser and they're not by the way so like I think there's a change in kind of you know there's a change in words there I would say actually you're not a loser you're quite courageous for following something that you believe in against everybody else's wishes. Oh, heck I think yeah. that's quite brave.
1: Heck yeah. And, you know, what if I were to sort of, what if I were to place you in a room with a bunch of, let's say, let's say folks who've just created a startup or they've created a product and they're 48, 52, and they're finally, mm. maybe they're dating. Um, and imagine that you're in a, in a group, in a, in a, in a in a room with 15 other people like this. How would you feel then? You're 38. So with 48 to 52 year olds who are just kind of starting to create success in their business and they're dating, wouldn't you start to feel like, oh, actually I'm right on time? Yeah. It's, it's really the company that we, we keep.
0: Although the other thing that can often come out is, oh, well, they're older than me. They've got more experience. I think we're just very good at kind of popping ourselves down the, um, you know, down the chain or, you know, we we'll want to do this thing where we always want to, if there's a lane of 10 of us we're always going to say kind of, no, we're close at to kind of one or two or three. We're never going to, we're not naturally very good at saying, well, no, actually, I think I'm number seven or eight.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, for a long time, and it's so funny because I'm, I'm coaching a lot of men like this, and it's just so surprising because for a long time, I've realized don't at all settle down with a guy until he's like crossed 45. Like, you know, it, it, it's not even done yet it's not even out of the oven it's still like half baked you know I think if we have the privilege of seeing what a man sort of crosses and that's not for all men there's a lot of folks yeah, who are I, very I don't
0: think that's necessarily kind of true for everybody and I think we are all going to change we you know women change men change we all change that's just part of developing and, and depending on kind of what path we go down and what we choose to um to partake in as well we'll will develop to a different degree as well but it is about whether you can develop together i think is the key thing
1: well that's where i'm i'm wondering if a lot of us are destined to have that second marriage because mm. those two chapters are so different for for folks like this men like this who are in their late 30s and they're thinking that by the time they really if they really do take that leap and they you know they dive into their own business and you know f- you know learn and mm. stumble and fall and get back up again and yeah. grow they're probably looking at if they do want to put, you know, a, a serious relationship off, because they really want to focus on themselves yeah. for that time. Yeah, yeah. They might be looking at that serious relationship at their mid 40s and yeah. early 50s, which is actually where a lot of folks are entering their second marriage. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, as I've coached folks, I'm like, well, we can kind of think like, it's almost like you've had your first marriage. And now you're kind of entering the flow, or entering this group of people who are now entering your second marriage except you get to go in without having 50% of the value of your house go to somebody else (laughs) which is great as my friend my lovely friend says like the most Mm. the biggest financial risk you can ever go into is a marriage yeah so there's so much opportunity you know it's funny it's it's very much you know a lot of these folks come to us glass half empty and it's Mm. such a joy as a coach to turn this into a glass half full like you know you're going to be entering a a wave of single people who've just come out of their first marriage and you get to go in without having all that financial and and sort of emotional loss and there's at your ready ready made
0: bachelor (laughs) Uh, yeah you've
1: got it absolutely yeah
0: I think the other question I'd ask is um you know thinking about this kind of you know the parents and the friends and and how they're kind of, you know, getting on on back, on that this person's back to, to be doing something different. My question would be is, why do you think that is? Mm. Because there's always something else that's going on on the other side of the equation. So I'd be really curious about what's causing that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of it will be coming from a place of goodness. They want to want you to have kind of the right the the right things and I'm you know using some air quotes there Mm -hmm. because the right things in their their mind as to kind of the right path how you should do things how you should live your life um but you can also find that there's this kind of jealousy that comes out because it's that kind of um oh I'm not brave enough to do it Mm -hmm. and I'm a little bit jealous that you are Mm -hmm. um and you can get that with parents as well because they can think well I never would have done that or my parents never would have allowed me to. Um, so you get all these mixed emotions that come out and then other people are then trying to kind of transpose their feelings and emotions onto you and your situation. So you've got to be very careful about that.
1: Oh, gosh. Totally. Mm. totally and I was nodding
0: it. away through all of that. <laughs> I'm
1: like, hell oh, yeah. And it's so funny, that's a beautiful question. And as I've explored, you know, these friends and, and family members who were like, get married, why aren't you married mm-hmm. yet? And and I actually asked my my client, like, So, well, what are their marriages like? Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. This person's not happy, that person's divorced, that person's about to get divorced, and this person's cheating. I'm like, Well yeah. Um, misery loves company.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to join the club, right?
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, I so saw. So, I've got such a soft corner for the men in their late thirties who I coach because mm. they're just these beautiful sparks. If they're really kind of getting to know them, they're finally shedding a lot of these "you should" messages. Yeah. That maybe they've spent a certain time of corporate. They're ready to really kind of just own their individuality. Stay, mm. say no, set some boundaries. Yeah, really sort of go for something that's them. I just have such a soft corner, and I, it just, I, it's just so nice to explore what would it be like to just put a few more years on your clock Mm. rather than thinking oh i have to do this within a year well what if we just arbitrarily throw some what about what if we had three years
0: yeah
1: and what if in three years time as opposed to like yesterday uh, this was socially sanctioned and acceptable to not settle down until you couldn't you were not allowed to settle down until three years from now what might be possible in your life and that's a really Mm. nice space to coach in like oh well maybe i could have you know tried this or you know traveled for a year or or you know done a number of things and i can tell you as a as a partner you want to have a man who's got his shit sorted out you don't want a guy to have come out of the oven too soon because like it is not a fun (laughs) thing as a partner to be with somebody who has unrealized dreams Mm. because they're bitter they're resentful and they're going to take it out on you somehow not fun yeah yeah
0: it's that life life learning as well isn't it i think um you want somebody who's experienced some things. You want to be able to have some good conversations. Um, you know, you want somebody that's got a bit of depth. And
1: Oh, I want to know to that this them. person has yeah. literally seen the world and yet they yeah. choose to spend it with me. Yeah. I don't want oh. somebody who's like not seen anything and is like, well, you're the first thing that came along. Yeah. No, nope, I want you to survey the world and then come back and be like, <laughs> yep, that's you. Mm-hmm.
0: I've tried a few on size. I've been on Tinder. Oh,
1: try everything! Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I've done my Tinder round. Send some dick
1: pics around. Realize that's not fair and fun.
0: <laughs> Send some dick pics and realize I was a dick. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I want that guy. I want that guy. I want that guy who knows who he is. Every amazing and shitty part of him. Yeah.
0: I have to say, I'm so glad that I've missed the whole phenomena of. Um, Sharing your body parts around because I just don't (laughs) think it's me.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine having to get a ring light for like genital pics? Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but like it's not easy to shoot genitals and make them look attractive. Like, (laughs) it's just a whole bunch Uh. of stress, right? Like, (laughs) right lighting. Filters, yeah, we really have dodged the bullet, Sarah. Poor oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's there's a reason I was I was born in the in the year I was born,
1: <laughs> which is not to be disclosed. <laughs> the year that shall not be mentioned.
0: Oh <laughs> my days! You can't make me laugh. Like I'm not a well human. Being. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: I think Sarah was just saying my throat is so sore. This is cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. We can't be funny. <laughs>
0: oh oh my gosh well oh. have we got any any more wise words have we done enough wise words i'm not <laughs> even sure what's mined, happening anymore
1: i think the mine is empty
0: <laughs> i think that i i'm gonna do some final wise words for this guy mm, so what i'm gonna say is do you know what you are later is you were a baby and um you have got your whole life in front of you and now is your time if you're not going to do it now when are you going to do it um i think so carry on you've chosen your path stick to it um, hold firm with your boundaries and say to your friends and family look I appreciate that you are concerned I appreciate your um you know that you're looking out for me but this is something I've got to do
1: oh Sarah I'm so excited that was wonderful thank you mm-hmm. <sighs> okay I want to like, like... <laughs> take that snippet and send it to several of my clients
0: you can do that
1: yeah absolutely
0: you, you will be editing the podcast soon. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally within your gift. <laughs> In fact, you you do take you. any bits of our podcast and <laughs> share them anywhere. <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. Our little homegrown effort. I do the editing. Sarah oh. is like all up on the business of writing these punchy, awesome little tidbits that get your attention on our
0: podcast
1: page. Oh. Yeah, a bit, bit of a ripping combo we are.
0: We are a very good combo and that was um, purely by chance. Absolutely. (laughs) But it has worked. It has. And we are in year three.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're so disoriented. We're like, Sarah, it's August 2022. Where are you? I haven't
0: got a clue what's happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny at the top of our recording, I said, Sarah, are you sure you want to do this? And you're like, yes, I am. And I honor you for sticking out and doing hard things and recording this. Thank you. And thank you for that.
0: Yeah, I can't decide if I'm um, bloody minded, stupid or um, just like a diehard.
1: <laughs> if I may say, I think what you're like is like, well, there's no such thing as good or bad. Let's just see how this goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Let's just do it. I,
1: I, I venture to say it's one of the spicer. I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be quite excited about this. I think I should
0: have no sleep and be pooling more often, clearly. I think so.
1: It yeah. just channels a different part of your consciousness. It
0: does. It does. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Let it all go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, next so, time you won't have yes. COVID anymore. I it hope not. I mean,
0: God, if I have, that's like another week. So please I don't am. I know. Please don't wish that on well. me. I'm hoping I've been released from Into the Wild by then. <laughs> Cause you still have to we still have yeah. to test. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a Hopefully lot. Hopefully you'll be it free is. by the time we speak next. Fingers crossed. Get back on the air.
0: Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, all right, it was a pleasure. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.